Yo! Yes, sir. What's up? My name is Osagi. And my name is Chris. And this is Prophetic Foolishness. What's up, fam? What's up, y'all? Man, welcome back to another episode of Prophetic Foolishness. If this is your first time, Mm -hmm. we say welcome to the family. Welcome. Um, And if you're a returning listener... You know, welcome back to the family. Welcome know. back. We, we we here. You know, another another family discussion, another t- round table talk. You know, yeah. another delicious dish of discussion. Another yes, delicious sir. dish of discussion. Come on, say that fast. But, yeah, man, we back, man. Um, we rocking, man. We 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 got another great episode for you guys. Um, um, I mean, I'm rocking with this thing still, man. Season two is off to season a, two a is off start. to a good start, man. And and then for for those of you who are new. Uh, just so you have some context for what this podcast is and will be in the future. Um, like Osagi said, we are prophetic foolishness. Mm-hmm. And here we talk about uncommon topics mm-hmm. that might engage with the common person and mm-hmm. give them a space mm-hmm. to challenge societal norms. Yep. That's what we're here for, man. So um, if we say something that either strikes a chord with you, that makes you think, that makes you maybe a little upset, that makes you go like, yes. That's what we're here for, yes, man. Queen. And hopefully throughout the, the life of this podcast and as you listen, we'll make you do all three. You know, we mm-hmm. don't want to just be people that are making you say yes or people that are just making you upset or making mm-hmm. you that think we want you to do all three at hopefully some point. And maybe your perspective or you're being, your perspective is being challenged or, you know, your perspective is being voiced or maybe you're just having to think or on things you've never thought of before. Yeah. And so that's what we're here for. We really want to create a space for you. To challenge your to challenge your thoughts. Mm-hmm. 100%. Sounds good to you? Sounds good to me. Man, keep rocking with us, yeah. man. We're going to be keep doing the same thing with you guys and, you know, d- like essentially just like challenging the norms, man, and asking questions that you maybe never asked or, you know, want answers to. So. Yeah. So for today, we have a pretty good topic uh, that I think will strike a resounding chord for the majority of our listeners. Yep. Today, we're going to talk about... Why are adults so lonely? Huh. And why it's hard to make friends as an adult. Huh. Chris. Yes. I'm going I don't think the people are gonna fully understand. So I'm gonna need you to elaborate on this topic for our listeners, bro. Yeah. So let me just set the stage, right? Let let's let's look back. Everyone think back on your life right now. You were born probably into some kind of family. Mm-hmm. You know, might have been one parent, could have been two parents, could have been some siblings, could have been no siblings. Mm-hmm. But you were born immediately into a surrounding of people. Then you go to elementary school yeah. where you have a classroom full of people that you're kicking with every day for about, you know, six, seven hours. Yeah. You might play after school yeah, 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 in yeah. a local soccer <laughs> league or slow Come pitch on, softball yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But you're kicking it with people a lot. Uh-huh. And when you're not kicking with the folks at school, you're probably playing outside with some kids in your neighborhood or your siblings. You know, you transition into high school and middle school. Same thing. Team. Teams. You know, sports, arts. football, basketball, yeah. arts, bands, you know, your local punk rock mm-hmm. band, whatever. <laughs> then you go to college mm-hmm. and you're still surrounded by a lot of people. Why? Because you got a lot of time for yeah. it. You only have, what, three or four classes a week Come on. Uh, that last an hour and a half to yeah. three hours. The rest of the time, you're studying and kicking it with your people. Sororities, Sororities, fraternities, other groups, social groups, yeah, social whatever groups. it is. You know, you're playing intramural sports. Yeah. And then... Come on you now. start adulting. Adulting. And you start giving all of your time to building a career and earning funds and doing 
earning funds, not mm. fun, earning uh-huh. funds uh-huh. and doing other adult things. And so like where you used to be surrounded by a lot of people who you would kick it with Come a lot on. of time, now you're surrounded by a smaller group of people, mainly your coworkers, mm. who aren't necessarily hanging out all the time after yeah. work. They're not necessarily your friends. They're, They're not necessarily just, your friends. They're your coworkers. You know, yeah, they might have families and yeah. other obligations so that you don't really forge a friendship mm-hmm. outside of the, the eight to ten hours that you're at work. Yeah. And so that leads us into the current state where uh, adults, even now more so than in the past, wow. are uh, more isolated and have mm. less friends. I'm going to shoot y'all with a stat before we even get into Come on, this. Chris. Because there have been some recent uh, studies done on this very topic. And it says that nowadays 25% uh, of adults and the adult ranges is like right now millennials, Gen X, and baby boomers. Um, I'll speak to millennials for a second, but 25%. We out here, millennials. What's up? Shout out. Uh, We out here, the wave. Yeah, because these numbers are more drastic for millennials than it is for baby boomers. Yeah. Um, But they say that they have no acquaintances. Mm. 22% say they have no friends. Mm. And 27% say they have no close friends. Wow. Even more drastic, 30% of millennials, that's a hard word to say, Mm. um, say they have no best friends. Wow. And so... Uh, and then almost half of them say they have only between one and four close friends. Wow. And so what we've seen versus like the baby boomer generations that was a, a little bit more connected mm-hmm. is that nowadays it's, it's harder for people to be more connected. Mm-hmm. So that sets the stage for this discussion on mm-hmm. why it's hard for adults to be friends or to make friends. Man, um, I have a couple of thoughts with you saying that. One, those numbers are super alarming. And I know... Some people, your original thought might be, well, this isn't me, which is great and good, but I still think those numbers for are, are what they are because there is a large group of people that this might be the reality for. Yeah. yeah. And so the first thing that kind of um, makes like comes to mind is we live in a day and age yeah. where you can be someone's cyber friend mm. like through online. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that be like the, the essence of your friendship, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, because yeah. I'm following you on Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook, I'm up to date on everything that you present quote unquote, that's going on in your life. Sure. But, and that to me might feel like to certain people might feel like that's enough. Like that is forged a friendship because mm-hmm. I know about your life yeah. or I know about you mm-hmm. from what you present to me. Yeah. But I think what we see to be the reality is friendship is the, I know you, you hmm. know, not, I know about you. So mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that's going on <clears throat> in people's lives that aren't, that you would not know without actually, knowing the person well like actually getting like quality time with yeah. them um not saying it has to always be face to face like time but like i think like actual like or face to face but it could even however that be a phone call whether the case may be time um together to actually know about them yeah and so i think now we have substance friendship for like this faint like cheap version which is now like social media to yeah. some degree as the premise or the root or like the base of friendships, which leaves you at the end of the day feeling lonely and empty. Yeah. Cause you're not, I mean, social, social media and technology, I think is definitely something that needs to be talked about mm. with this. 
because it's something that's been introduced that is a different variable than, you know, the baby boomers mm-hmm. or the generation, I guess, generation X after mm-hmm. them that they had. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. have this technology that was giving this false sense of connectedness and leaving people as a result feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's the reality. I think social media in itself isn't necessarily bad, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but it can't be the root or it can't be the meat or the bulk of, like, how you're doing relationships and friendships. Because in reality, you might have, like, thousands of social media followers, but how can you actually keep up thousands of intentional friendships? That's true. Which is not, like, it's unrealistic. You know what I'm saying? Now, it can be something cool to maybe see distant family or friend and just know like mm-hmm. oh they're they're doing well they're doing fine i think that's really cool but i mean even look at the prior generations like they didn't have social media so what did it take to catch up or find out how people are doing like actual phone calls or mm-hmm. actually meeting mm-hmm. up or yeah. actually going to go visit people yeah like going to vi- like your vacation would be to go visit family to catch up yeah 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 but nowadays because of social media maybe or because we have like this online version of like catching up with people's lives people don't spend as much time to go see family friends mm-hmm. they just go on vacation vacation elsewhere you know and even even another thing that i think that brings up just thinking about like you know going and visiting family and friends uh back in the day more so than now i think that people didn't live as far Mm. from their their hometowns and from their you know familial familial units Mm. as we do now like the world is a lot smaller in in the sense of like people move way far away from yeah. where they grew up typically. Yeah. Whereas like 50, 60 years ago, I grew up, I was born in Antigua, grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. I would have probably either stayed in Antigua mm-hmm. or stayed in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be way out across the country. Dispersed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that might be adding to it where you're just not as close in proximity mm-hmm. to folks who you've known for a long time. Man. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're not, as close in proximity to them, you're, you're probably not having as, as good yeah. and deep relationships with those I folks. I agree. And I also think, man, another avenue of what might play into this, and this is just honestly a personal opinion, I think a lot of what friendships for maybe millennials now are rooted in can be really fleeting or like hmm. really like not substantial or like deep. Like it doesn't, it's not like it doesn't hold any weight. Right. Elaborate so, on that. So if our friendship is based around, Hey, we are only good friends mm-hmm. when we go out and drink. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only time that, that like, we connect, or like the, we connect and like mm-hmm. this spurs along. Right. Yeah. Like that's a small, not saying that's a bad thing mm-hmm. as a whole. Right. But like, if that's the only time where I feel like you're my fr- like you're my friend or our friendship is like alive, mm-hmm. then in times when I'm having because cool. no hard times or like yeah. hard things, I'm not gonna feel like oh I'm coming to this person because our only connection is when it's, right. it's surrounded around this thing. Yeah, I and mean, whatever. and you might not be drinking yeah. all the time, so yeah. it could be like where oh I have a different budget now, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna be spending as much mm-hmm. money going out yeah. to for a drink. So for then, sure your friendship dies. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Like, oh, you no longer, or like the reality is like, even for, you know, you, we might have friends, me and Chris are pretty consistent where we'll play basketball mm-hmm. um, Saturday mornings um, at a local gym here. And you have friends that, or I would say acquaintances, people mm-hmm. there yeah. that, you know, when, when we're playing basketball, that's my guy. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's cool. cool but, when, yeah, yeah. but once basketball's taken out the subject, I don't see that guy. It's not it's true. I'm not like yeah. he doesn't know the the depths or like the inner workings of my life or mm-hmm, whatnot. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily 
consider him a friend. Yeah, you know, maybe a, like a substantial or yeah. like a, a certain situation. Like not a, not not a close friend. Yeah, it might a be a friend, friend but yeah. like not not a close friend. Because yeah. like I mean, to that point, you know, think about like our flag football season. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the flag football team. We out here. We out here. But um, you know, after the season. Mm-hmm. We're not going to see all those people on a weekly basis. Straight up, yeah. So it's going to be tough to maintain the same level of friendship mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the common denominator of flag football is mm-hmm. now taken out. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's like the common denominator. It's mm-hmm. like when that's pulled away, like, do you still have a friendship? You yeah. Know? Um, and I even think of sometimes another hindrance of millennials making friends is because you had all these great relationships, you know, when you were in college or in high school due to just proximity and time. Mm-hmm. Now that time is no longer on your side with like in proximity or like now that time is no longer on the side, you're either doing one of two things. One, you're holding on to what all your friendships look like in the past hmm. to where you're like, Oh, if it's not that, then I don't want it. You don't want it. Yeah. You know, like where, Oh, I saw this person in college three times a day. And yep. so if I can't see the person three times a day, obviously we can't be friends. Sure. You know, or two, you are just like not willing to fight for it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you're not willing to look at your present situation and fight for like intentional, real friendships in your like present situation, whatever that looks like. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And because once you start, like they say, millennials, once you start working, I mean, you are spending a majority of your day at work. Yeah. So by the time you get home, you can be tired. You are tired. You can't. And, and, and you also have just normal things to take care of when yeah. you get home. Like, you got to eat. You might have to go to the gym. Mm. You might have to run to the grocery store. Mm. You got to do laundry. Mm. It's like there's other things that start to take the place of where, you know, in the past where you didn't have as many responsibilities mm. um, that you don't have as much time to yeah. just, you know, kick it with people. Yeah. I, I think go oh, ahead. I, I was I was thinking like another thing in, in you brought up comparison mm. and I was going to think about it in a different way. Uh like how social media has brought in this aspect of comparison, like comparing experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that also gives way to people feeling a little bit more lonely or like they don't have many friends. Cause I, what I wonder is, you know, did people 50, 60, 70 years ago actually have more friends Mm -hmm. or were they just not worried about like, comparing themselves to everybody else because they could have still had only like two to four close friends but sometimes social media uh and like the fear of missing out on stuff uh along with loneliness can like decrease the feeling of connectedness if you're not having all these different experiences and posting about them etc yeah so yeah i I wonder if that was that was a a thing as well Yeah, that's good i think like i can I mean, I think we've all been there to a certain degree where you're on social media seeing this group of people looking like they're having this time, amount of time or fun or this group of people hanging out. Yeah. And so you're like, well, either to like two emotions come up, come up. It's like me and my friends aren't like having actual like fun or mm-hmm. it's not fun or say your group of friends goes and hangs out and they don't invite you it's and like, you see uh, it and it looks like they're having so much fun mm-hmm. that makes you bitter and be like they're not actually my friends yeah so i don't have any friends oh yeah, my gosh I don't have any yeah friends. like everyone's yeah. having fun but i'm not having mm-hmm. fun which might not necessarily be the reality like, yeah people are just posting like sure their best stuff like you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um yeah social media is not real life yeah it really i mean i don't post every aspect of my life on social media i post very few aspects of my life on yeah. social media. if i'm being very i honest. i have a rule in my head where i only post Things I like, mm-hmm. places I like, uh-huh. or people in my life. Uh-huh. 
So that's it. That's it. Like if you don't fall into that, if, if it doesn't fall into that, it doesn't get posted. That's true, man. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's, I think that's also a really healthy boundary to have yeah. too. But it's not um, the entirety of not, my life. No, and so if people look at my social media and think, oh, this is Chris Henry's life, you are very, you will, mis- you will be very much so misled. So I think that goes into another portion that's really good. Is like a lot of people don't feel like they have close friends, mm-hmm. and especially as adults, millennials now that you know once you're done with college, yep. you are you know, stuck with 40 plus hours a week of a job. That's just like the consistent fixed time you're going to be working a week besides Mm -hmm. PTO, you know? Um, And so when you're working, you know, like your time becomes so much shrunk, like it's shrunk. So obviously you might not have the bandwidth to have maybe as many deep relationships as you want, but you can still have solid friendships. Yeah. And how do you do it? Go about that. I think I said it earlier is like, man, you really have to fight for them. So I would consider Chris here. One of my very good friends, one of my best friends in this present stage of life, honestly. Aww. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Chris was in my wedding. It's been a huge like part of my life, but it didn't come by convenience. No, no. Our friendship no. did not come by convenience no. at all. No. Um We don't me, work at the same place. We don't live at this we do live closer to each other now. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but like we lived across the city from each other. Yep. But like we both valued like the aspect that we brought to each other's lives as friends. And so me and Chris consistently every single Friday morning mm-hmm. get coffee, get coffee Friday every mornings. every single Friday morning, unless someone's out of town or something like that mm-hmm. before work early. And this is one of my most intentional friendships. Mm-hmm. And it has been super beneficial because Chris knows me. He knows the inner workings of my life. He knows me really, really well. And so in that place, I feel known not only, but like someone, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, feel like, man, I have a true friend in Chris because he knows like the good, the bad, the ugly, and they're still consistent to coming yeah. to getting coffee with me every Friday morning, you yep. know? So I would ask you, do you have something like, like, like that in your life? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. For all the listeners, do you have something where uh, it'll be a little bit more unwavering than mm-hmm. like the flag football season mm-hmm. where you can be connected to people despite other changing factors in life. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that, that's the thing. It's like to be, you have to be committed to the friendship in yeah. order to make it work. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. Straight up. You know, yeah, these things just don't, you don't just happen to have a best friend yeah. unless it's like five years ago yeah. and you're just together all the time. Yeah. We see each other all the time. Um, but yeah, you have to be committed to it. It's yeah. like, you have to, if your friend, if you're trying to keep a relationship with someone that lives across the country, mm. you got to be committed to like reading a book together mm. or seeing each other once a year mm. or, I don't know, working on a project, something to, to, to keep the friendship going. Yeah, I think that's really good. I mean, I think I'm very passionate about friendship just because I know how, like, uh, my dad told me a quote that has stuck with me for my entire life. Now, I don't know where he got it from, hmm. but he always would tell me this when I was younger. Um, and he would say, tell me who you move with and I'll tell you who you are, hmm. you hmm. know? Hmm. And I'm very passionate about that because I think when I was young, I started to realize like the people I surrounded myself with yeah. are very, like, it's very, um, it, like, it's like a mirror of like the pe- the person that I am, Yeah, you know? So, um, I know it'd always be funny. Like in high school, we'd be like, man, if the girl you're trying to date, all her friends are trash. <laughs> she's probably trash too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, she's yeah. trash too. Yeah. Um, but it's also like really encouraging mm-hmm. when 
you know, people like comment on your friend circle, like, man, you can't, like, you have a lot of like good dudes around you. Yeah. Which is probably trying to say, like, you're a good dude too. Yeah. You know, birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, for and sure. And so, um, just say, yeah, so that tell me who you move with and I'll tell you who you are. So, you as a person, not only should surround yourself with people who have like common interests and like people who are going to like really like fight to be your friend too, not mm-hmm. just you fight for their friendship, but they're your friend too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, man, surround yourself with people you like, I don't want to say admire, but people who like, you want to like be surrounded with like you want to be sharpened by you want to you know do life with you know because in friendship you know there are mannerisms of chris that i might pick up or mannerisms of mine that he might pick up sure still individuals but like we're friends you'll even catch yourself just saying something like the other person be like oh this is how it's like yeah exactly yeah and it's not a bad thing you know but like man the friendship is just like it really is is deep and like it helps like I think as millennials, like we really got to learn to convenience because everything in life is so convenient right now for us. Like, sure. Like even think about like we're in the day and age where you don't have to get your own groceries. Like you actually don't you have to don't, leave your house. I don't have. I remember a couple years ago it was cold outside. Yeah. And so I just favored food for three meals that day. Three meals. Yeah. You can have it. I didn't leave home. the apartment. So like we have like this like just we're accessible to so many things. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things that take effort. Yeah. That I we're think not take. Used to. Yeah, friendship to 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 make friends as an adult, it takes effort, intentionality, and and commitment. Hmm. And I think like okay, so think about this. You know, places where you might make friends uh, now as an adult might be like we talked about like through some social activity mm. or meetup, like football, basketball, mm. hiking. Mm. Um, I'd encourage you to think about your interests mm. and, and and what you want to actually build a friendship mm. around. Um, you can make friends through like a social club or volunteer yeah. work, um, your or church. your church. Mm-hmm. I mean, dog, to be honest, the church is a plug for yeah, friendships because like you, you have something in common yeah. in the church yeah. and then you can find people within that who mm-hmm. also share common interests. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like two levels of stickiness yeah. for the friendship. Come on. And then you commit to intentionally being friends with yeah. each other and meeting up. Come on. Yeah. Man, yeah. dog, that's a secret sauce. Uh, <laughs> a secret sauce. <laughs> a secret sauce, yeah. But I think intentionality, commitment, um, what was the other thing I said? Effort? Effort. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. So, yeah. I mean, try to make a friend. Yeah, make a friend, man. Like, make a good friend. Fight for it. Really don't, don't like, let's stop having friendships around cheesy things. Let's yeah. just get real, man. So I, and I, I 100% like think it's okay, just like how we talked about with dating, if you want to be friends Come with somebody, yeah, just say, hey, I would like to build a friendship with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm going to fight for it. Yeah, like, I'm going to fight for it. Let's like commit to something regularly, mm, like meeting up once mm, a month, mm, three times a month. Yeah. I know, eight times a yeah, month. Depends whatever. on what level of friendship yeah. y'all want. But I think it does take time and intentionality. And if y'all are on the same page, yeah. like, hey, we're going to be friends. Expectations. Expectations. Like, then you, you, you already know. Yeah. Like, oh, what do we want our friendship to look like? You can talk about that Man, too. Man, like, I think that's the, the funny thing. It feels so weird almost to like... To like with a friend to like be basically trying to set boundaries and like or like expectations mm-hmm. or being clear like hey this is what I want from our friendship yeah but honestly that helps like it, it helps, helps so like, it much helps yeah with instead of being like oh they don't want to hang out with me like yeah because I'm like no I knew the expectation is like we can only really hang out once a week like mm-hmm. with what they're because about. like what happens if that friend moves away yeah then you have to explore okay like I know this is gonna change our friendship uh-huh. but you already have the 
the open communication about what y'all's friendship look. You can have that conversation. Hey, what do we want all the friendship to look yeah. like now that we're three hundred miles apart? Yeah, or your friend gets in a relationship, or they get married. Like, what yeah, does that yeah, look like in yeah. What is it gonna look like now? Mm-hmm. You know, because we we're not gonna hang out. Yeah. five times a month. Yeah, so just being clear with it. So, yeah, yeah man. Next man, one of our favorite parts now is uh, family what we call our family discussions. Family discussions with the prophetic foolishness fam. What's family discussions, Chris? Family discussions. This is where members of the PF fam, the prophetic foolishness fam, get their questions answered or discussed by us. Yeah, man. And so this is a really great time for you guys to engage with us. Um, I know so a couple of you have been having questions and asking through um, a lot of our media platforms, and we love them. And so we want to take these and answer them. And so this was a question that was asked by one of our Instagram followers yep. um, that wanted us and our perspective on it and yep. wanted to hear what we had to say about it. So that's what we're going to give is our opinions and perspectives. So what is yeah. it, Chris? So this is a hot one, hot, a hot, one, hot, 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 hot one. Hot, blazing, hot. jumping off the green. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Chance, but uh, political party affiliations, good, bad, and the ugly. Hmm. And what and how should you affiliate yourself? What are the hmm. basis for uh, political party affiliation? Mm. You want to hear what Ooh. I have to say first? Man, mainly Republican and Democrat. That's, okay. that's what the, the, yeah. the, the viewers want. So, yeah. yeah, come on. Well, um, man, I personally think that, I mean, we live in a day and age, obviously, but like political parties, affiliations have forced people into not actually like coming up with their own views, right? That's true. Um, I feel like um, for a lot of people, they sometimes either ascribe to what their parents told them or yeah. kind of what their friends are doing. Mm-hmm. But instead of actually like coming up with your own set of like, hey, this is how I feel about this, 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 and this, and like forcing people to educate themselves on actually what's going on. Yeah. So it allows you sometimes like to ignorantly live in this bliss and being like, okay, I ascribe to this party. And so obviously everything they say, I agree. Or like I just associate myself with mm-hmm. them, so I'm going to do that way, which like, I feel like a lot of times ignorant and naive because yeah. you're not actually educating yourself on what's happening. And speaking speaking like like the the naivety or like the just not thinking through everything, mm-hmm. I think that so often in our society with like republicanism and and, and then the Democratic Party mm-hmm. is that we see people associating with one or the other mm-hmm. over one issue. Mm-hmm. So like I'm gonna just throw this out there. Like some people feel like if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. you have to be a Republican. Yeah. Because of the issue of like abortion, pro-life, yeah. or like pro-life mm-hmm. or pro-choice, you mm-hmm. know, or other people is like, you know, if you want to stand for like equality or feminism mm-hmm. or uh, LGBT Equal rights, rights yeah. or um, like social, like helping the poor, that you have to, to be, be a, a Democrat, Democrat you yeah. know. And so it's like these singular, very polarizing subjects mm-hmm. are like defining people's entire political landscape. Yeah. And I think it's crazy to think that, I mean, we are a people that have so many different backgrounds, so many different experiences coming from so many different, like, just like places of life that we as people can be put into, or like as Americans as a whole, can be put into two 
straight lines. Uh, yeah, man. Which blows my mind. I, I personally hate being put into a box. Bro, me too. Like, I hate, like, I think one of my biggest insecurities is, is being misunderstood. Mm, right? Mm-hmm, so someone mm-hmm. boxed me up and being misunderstood. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of people might be like, oh, Saki, he's all hype. You know, yeah. he's all hype. But it's like, man, like, that's not how I am. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So don't box me. But I think with when it comes to political parties, man, it's really easy. And sometimes I think, especially, I think it's almost a privilege yeah. for a lot of people hmm. To ignorantly kind of just like blindly, you know, put go go towards one like party or one mm-hmm. like uh, school of thought, if that makes sense. And and I feel like people don't even understand like the history of the yeah. parties in a lot of ways. Yeah. Of like, hey, like the Republican Party you know, that started back in the eighteen late eighteen hundreds was actually started to stop the expansion of slavery. Mm-hmm. Like that was its main mission, mm-hmm. and the opposing party years later was like the Dixiecrats. Mm. And so whereas we see in throughout history, this real shift in the, in the two parties to where like after a while, like the democratic party, you know, after the civil rights act of 1964 Mm. and the voting rights act of 1965, Mm. there was a big shift uh, between the party's core demographics Mm. uh, from Republicanism to the Democrat party, because like, the Republicans were no longer the party of like uh, civil rights mm. and the part, same party that defended uh, the abolition of slavery, mm, et cetera. Mm, mm, now mm. that was like with the Democrats. Mm. And furthermore, that even shifted, the Democrats shifted even more like after Roe v. Wade in 73, uh, the Republican Party opposed that yeah. and the Democratic Party was for it. And so mm. then you see like more polarizing, op- uh, more polarizingness with mm. like now evangelicals making their decision to be Republicans based mm. on like the 73 Roe v. Wade Act mm-hmm. plus on top of the civil rights because like we know evangelicals for the most part like mm. is a pretty uh, segregated group for those of you too. for those of you who don't understand evangelicals just means like Christians yeah so. yeah sorry for all that lingo yeah no no but I think that like even understanding the history of hey these parties have like shifted mm. over time yeah. and the demographics yeah. of each party have shifted over Come time on. to where like now the Republican Party nowadays is like MAGA and a lot a lot more of the, um, you know, not tolerant language mm. uh, used to be like the Democratic Party, mm. you know, and vice versa. So we're it's like, changed. it's changed. Yeah. It's changed. I think that's what more than ever we are in a time where, man, it really requires us to man, really educate ourselves on so, like what's going on in society. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what are the hot topics and how do we personally feel about these and like not essentially just going with what our quote-unquote party mm-hmm. says yeah like that's where my like my decision comes on like where the republican party stands or how i feel about this how the democrats feel about this just because you know we are love to group think a lot of times but yeah. really encouraging you guys um now more than ever to um i guess for me i i really hate associating myself with a certain party that's just personally like yeah i more or less am like man like i'm gonna vote to like what I believe in and like, I'm, like in certain situations and like how someone feels yeah. about, or like what candidate feels a certain way. So who knows? I could vote for a Republican. I could go for a Democrat. Yeah. I could vote for an independent. Like, and I, and me even more so nowadays than, than, uh, in the past. Cause I used to work for the, the GOP mm-hmm. back in the day. Wow. I, I worked for Republican senators wow. on campaigns and all that kind of stuff, uh, for the college Republican That's, national committee. Dang. Like I know, that's not common for black people. It's not common. Mm, come and on, I will say it was an interesting experience. Yeah. But I hate being de- I defined by that experience. Like uh-huh. like I don't 
that doesn't mean that I agree with what's going on in the GOP today. Uh, and that doesn't even mean that I disagree completely. I disagree completely. I'm more so like some weird balance between the both. Yeah. And so I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to say like I'm this yeah. or that. Come on. Because there's sides of both. Yeah. That, that I think are apartment yeah. that are important, and there's sides of both that I really don't like. Yeah. And and so if you were to ask me what I am nowadays, mm-hmm. I'm just like. I'm not really none of them. Yeah, I ain't worth none of them. I ain't worth none of them. That's just how I am. That's how it is. It's like, hey, there's more. Just because, like, I might have some kind of religious faith Mm -hmm. does not mean I'm a Republican. Mm -hmm. Or just because I want to make sure there's means to help the poor Mm -hmm. and that I support, like, immigration or something like that doesn't mean that I'm a hundred percent a Democrat either. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's like these one 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 issue. Broad defining strokes. broad strokes yeah i agree man so i would say man like you guys don't necessarily box yourself in and be so quick to associate yourself with a party um more or less you know thinking more or less on like where your convictions lie with certain um topics and more and having those conversations and actually educating yourself on what's going on yeah all right all right, that's man, it, man. That was, hey. that, was, that was a lot, man. Yeah, give us y'all's feedback. Man, give know. us y'all's feedback. If you hate us and now we, you know, we did what no, they told us not to do. Talk about politics. If you hate us because we did it, hey, man, it is what it is. But that's we're gonna right. we're gonna have the conversation that people are, you know, we're gonna challenge the norm, man. We want people to be challenged on their way of thinking and thinking about their own opinions and uh, maybe hearing our opinions and. Hopefully, you know, it brings up discussions amongst your friends. Hopefully, this caused you to think a little bit more. Um, but, man, that's what we're going to keep doing, man. Hopefully, you keep rocking with us, man. Adding to the prophetic foolishness, fam. Um, we're really out here, man. So, follow us. Make sure to subscribe on all platforms. Uh, if you're listening to this, post on your Insta story. Post on your Instagram. Show us some love. We'll make sure to like, share, you know, what you're doing. So, uh, we love you guys. We really do. Keep rocking with us, all right? All right. Well, as we end it, my name is Osagi. And my name is Chris. And And this this is Prophetic prophetic foolishness. Foolishness. Peace. Peace.